I'm Jess. Hi, I'm Heidi. We have 30 years combined experience in the beauty industry that we want to share with you. We want to help you build a strong foundation for a better beauty business. Well, hey, Heidi. Hey, what's up? How are you? I'm good. Good, good. good. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So we're going to do part two today of what do I do when I get out of school. Yep. So we're going to go into, we really talked about commission already. We talked about booth renting, but we're going to talk about some of the other aspects of booth renting or owning your own salon that you will have to deal with. Well, even in commission salons, you have to, there's some. Yes, there's a couple things that you will have to do. Um, but I think like, you know, you need to, like it's, I think right now, um, like if you were talking about product lines yes so we're so, and we're not going to give you product lines that you need to use we're just going to kind of tell you what you need to do to research right right you know things that you need to know in order to find a product that you like right and maybe down the road we'll bring in people from different product lines and stuff to talk but as of right now this is all very general mm-hmm. and this is very much for you to do the research exactly because it doesn't need to just be an advertisement of here, use this wax, here, use this nail stuff, and this is what you do. This is so that you can continue to learn about how to even research product. Well, because there's going to be new products and you're going to want to research those. Like, right. You know, you need to be open to all of the new stuff. You cannot Absolutely. just be like, I only use this brand. Right. Because that's silliness. Well, for some things. I guess for some Because things. I have found a wax I love and I will probably never switch. Because it works all the time. I've been using it for 15 years. It's consistent. I actually was using it before because I found it a couple years before when I worked at the makeup school and I was waxing my own eyebrows and my roommate's legs and stuff before. (laughs) But the product is so good. I have tried other things and nothing has lived up to that. Right. But what so, I'm saying is if there's a new But don't one, limit yourself. Right. Like I still do the research. I've just a, not found anything that's better. Yeah. If there's a new one, you know, like you're like, okay, well I'll check it out and you buy like a little tiny right. you know, and you and you check it out. So um, you know, finding but finding a product line that you use and that you love right. is is one of the most important things of doing your job. Right. Because it's going to help you with how fast you are. It's going to tell, help you with uh, how well everything stays. Right. It's going to help you or comes off. Right. Um, it, it's going gonna, it's gonna to help you. Um, well, and once you find a product line you love, you'll understand. You, the more you use it, you'll understand how it's supposed to work. Yes. So that when it's not working, you can call the company. And be like, I think right. there's something wrong with this. Or like even, you know, we were getting our hair done. We both go to the same person and... Um, She was saying things were not turning out right, and she was pretty sure it was the developer, and it turned out it wasn't the brand. It was a certain batch of developers that were delivered to a certain store. and That were opened somehow. Yes, and once she stopped buying it from that store, she didn't have any more issues. But she knew exactly (coughs) what that product was supposed to do, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. not buying it without any knowledge and then going, oh, I guess this is what it's supposed to do, well, whatever. Because it didn't look any different in the bottle. But, no. But it was that way the color turned out when she yep. rinsed when she rinsed it out. And so, so it is important to research your yeah. different products. It is. And if you are in a commission salon, they probably have a product line. 
And you should research the product line that that you will be using. Absolutely. You need to know everything about that product line. Whether you love it or not is completely not even the point. If you're in a commission salon, it's what you're going to be using. So you to research it, excuse me, you need to research it and you need to know everything about it so that you can educate your clients on it. Well, and the other great thing is a lot of times, like when I went to work at the commission salon, because it was a brand new salon, she did allow me to pick out the product line. Right. But I did say I they are offer this education. So her and I went out to California together and took the product knowledge class. We took the five-day facial class. Like So she knew also what was happening as the owner, though she never did any of it. Well, and she should as the owner Absolutely. know exactly what's going on. Especially since I picked out the product line. Right. But she did let me go too and take all these, which a lot of them, a lot of owners will bring in an educator yes, for you. They will they will do the educator. Or if it's close enough and mm-hmm. or if they are okay with it, they'll fly you out somewhere. Right. They want you to be fully educated on it so you use the product correctly, so you don't waste the product. And so that you know how to teach people and educate your clients about aftercare with the product and what different things need to happen after you use the product. Right. And that will get us into retail at another point, um, a little bit down the line here. But so in a commission salon, you definitely want to be educated. And if they won't educate you, that's something you need to ask immediately too when yeah. you're getting into a salon. Mm-hmm. What kind of education do you offer on these product lines. If they're like, well, you just got to figure it out. Yeah. Well, then maybe you think about going somewhere that offers a little bit more because they're requiring you to use it. Yeah. And they are giving you no assistance. Right. In using a product line you didn't even choose. Right. You know, like you don't, because sometimes you'll have salons that are just picking the cheapest product. Yeah. Or if they're super sneaky and don't want you to know. Or it's the most cost effective. Or they're switching stuff out and putting it in better bottles and it really is. Right. You know, and and unfortunately that's some shady crap that goes on. It just happens. It happens in every kind of industry. This is a shady business, but... You just know, question, another question to ask them. You need yep. to you need to figure out how much they actually know about their product right. line. Would you know? Right. It's that's important. And then, <clears throat> if they sell retail, ask them about being educated on the retail. Mm-hmm. Because though I do waxing, I you know I'd have people come out and they're like, "Oh, I need a shampoo." And if they weren't a client, I needed to know about yeah. the shampoos because. I didn't need to know everything because the girls were right there to help. But I did need to know enough and the girls needed to know enough about the skincare line because if they were sitting there with their client and they're like, oh, I'm kind of feeling puffy here. What do you have for that? That they know enough that they don't have to pull me out from doing a facial or whatever, that they could say, this eye cream right here works great for that. Yeah. Because generally you you only get about 10% on commission in salons because the owner for buys retail every, for retail because the owner buys everything and then you get just a little portion for selling it. Mm-hmm. But, you know, they have to buy it up front. It sits on the shelves. So they make some of their money that way too. But you have to know because your job is to educate your clients. If you're doing hair, someone goes, oh, my God, I love everything you did. Show me everything you used. You have to know everything you used on them and what it does exactly. so that you can sell it to them. Yeah. And it's important because you'll you will have people ask you, "What was that hairspray you used? It was right. so amazing, right?" You know, like that. You just are going to have to know. So, um, part of you know, like, well, like how you do your research. A lot of your research depends on what you're doing, right? So, um, as a nail tech, 
I can say in most companies have a trial kit. Okay. And so you can actually go on their websites right. or whatever and order trial kits. And so then you're getting small bottles right. of everything and right. you can try it out and decide whether you like it or not. Right. Um, usually those trial kits will get you, I guess it depends, but I think it's like 10 to 20 sets. Okay. It just depends, I think, on each different. But, they'll, it, you know, usually it'll tell you, the trial kit will tell you how many right. sets of nails it'll do. Right. But that's how I learned um, the products that I wanted to use. That, right. Because I was able to buy, you know, pro- product line kits mm-hmm. and try out all of the kits. Um which is awesome. It and that's for acrylic and right. and gel usually. Right. But like gel polish, nail polish, that's not you know like no. So um, if you're gonna go do something like that, then you need to like there's several different brands. So I've purchased like um, when I started getting into the gel polish, I would purchase like one uh, creative, one OPI, one gelish one. And I, you know, and so then I would try just one and then I found the one that I liked and that is the line that I bought, um, or lines similar to that. So it's just different for everybody. Um, but you know, it just depends on what you do. You, I don't, you know, like for me, I don't know if hairstylists, if those I don't know that they do trial kits of hair color. No, I think a lot of times I've found that a lot of um, the people who get out of school generally go with the line they learned in school because generally they do use a quality line in schools like Matrix or Redken. Yeah, They do tend to use one of the more affordable lines, maybe not the really high end. Right. Because there are a couple that are more expensive but then you can do the research later because you only you just can buy a tube of hair color absolutely but you understand what hair color is supposed to do and you know so a lot of times when they get when people get out if they don't go work at a commission salon because then they will have to relearn whatever product they're using Mm -hmm. that they will um stick with what they know for a while yeah until maybe they go to a hair show and then you know talk to some different distributors and find out some different things and then you see them switch up a little. Well, and if you hear about something and you want to know about it, look it up. Right. I, You know, the Internet's an amazing thing. Well, and a lot of places really do let you um, buy a couple tubes of things. Yeah. So especially you can go to a beauty supply store, and as long as they carry it, you can buy one or two and the right. developer and try some stuff. Exactly. Um, with wax, a lot of the – and with skincare, a lot of them do do little trial kits. Which is great. Yeah. With your skin, like when I got my skincare line, I said, you know, they actually were doing a little thing then, and it was a long time ago, um, where I just said, you know, we're interested. And she said, okay, what kind of skin do you have? And she sent us a couple for each of the girls in the, there to try for a couple days. Mm-hmm. And then they did have a small set that we could buy, you know, a little bit small or a little bit bigger and then a little bit bigger. And then you decided if you wanted to buy the full retail. Right. So, and then with wax, you could buy, they have starter kits. Yeah. On most companies, they'll have their paper with their soft, their best-selling soft wax, their best-selling hard wax, you know, and it might come with a wax pot. Right. <clears throat> so almost every line knows that you are not going to go in and spend $6,000 well, straight not. That's out. just not even plausible. No. Well, and you're not going to do that without understanding if you like the product. Yeah, you need to know it. 
Yeah. So. So it isn't the research. Doing the research isn't hard. No. It's a little time consuming, right. but you do just you know that's the best way to go about it because you want to give your clients, you know, an affordable but good right. product line. Right. Just because it's the most expensive too doesn't mean it's always the best. Right. And um, you need to know how to work with the product. So if it's really too confusing. Yeah. Then it's going to take you forever. And then really, what are you making? Exactly. Not only that, but you need to pay attention to how the product works where you live. Yes. So, you know, like we live somewhere that's really, really dry. So you have to learn that there are things that you can do, you know, like or things that you don't do because it's too dry or too cold or, you know. Too windy. Yeah. Like there are just... You know, you have to take, there's a lot of things that you have to take into account. You know, like with nail products, you have to take into account how cold or how warm your salon is. Right. Because if it's not at the correct temperature, you're going to have a problem with everything setting like it's supposed to. Right. So, you know, like these are all things that are important for you to know. And they're things that you will pick up as you you go. Well, and like wax, if it's too humid... You're going to have a really hard time. Like, I can always tell the wax acts weird when it's getting ready to rain. Yeah. And I've been doing it long enough. But I also know that in the spring, I have to add a little bit of a faster setting wax to my regular wax. But you kind of learn your portions. And then some places that are super humid only use the faster setting because of the humidity. Right. So, like with a lot of things, you have to just learn your it's climate. Like, it's like base. It's it, you know, it's like baking where they have the high altitude directions. But they don't really teach you that. They don't. It is like a trial and error type right. deal. And the information's there. You just have to know to look for it. So just yeah. know to look for it. Well, you just Google, Google so that specifically. There's the line, know to look for it because your climate will affect your product. Yes, it will. It, it will definitely affect your product. So what do you think about... Uh, retail. I highly recommend retail for what I do. Mm-hmm. And because I do mostly waxing, people will come all the time. And I always, when they first come in, I talk to them about exfoliating. And then the two, I suggest a body wash and a blemish control. Those are things that they'll always, absolutely everybody will need at some point. Right. Because I understand the growth cycles of hair. I understand what will happen after you've been doing it a while. Even if you don't usually break out, you might. And you know, so I always sell retail. There are a lot of people who do waxing who will come in to me and have been waxed and they're like, oh, no one's ever talked to me about anything or told me I should do this and this, but I still break out. And I have found with the line I use, they sell, they made an amazing, amazing um, aftercare products. Right. So I make sure to sell that. Plus the other thing is you make great money on products. Yeah, like what portion do you, you know? It's a, a 100% markup on most retail. There are some that are not. Sometimes you buy stuff and then they have an MSRP mm-hmm. that you have to sell it at. But most of the time you just double it. Yeah. But like of your profits, like on a yearly basis, right. how much of that is retail? Well, for me, <clears throat> it is much more for people who do facials. Because so I see people... Once a month. Right. And they buy product, you know, say each client buys just the aftercare stuff maybe three times a year. Okay, but you sell more than aftercare. Right. But that's what I'm getting to. If you're just doing waxing, your portion's going to be way less. I have chosen, because I am an esthetician, though I don't do facials, 
when I speak to my clients, I ask them what's going on with their face or they'll be like, hey, what's going on here? I do sell a full skincare line. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times people who do just waxing don't think about getting into that. I sell a, sunsca- a sunscreen line. I sell a makeup line because I am still a skincare professional. And so a lot of people who do just waxing are like, oh, whatever, I'll just tell them to go exfoliate and not sell anything. Or they'll just sell the aftercare for that. But it's still your job and you're still talking to your people and you're still seeing people once a month. Right. And it's and it's added income. It is. And why not offer it instead? Because so many people ask anyways. So you're sending them somewhere else to buy something that well, right. you like, could know about. Like, you know, you really want to be like, well, I don't carry anything, but, you know, yeah. you could like do Rodan and Fields, I guess. Or, right. Well, and I would and you say. You need to just, you know. I'd say 10 to 15% of my income a year is retail. Yeah. But that is only because I'm not a full facialist. Women who do facials basically bring in, if you're selling your retail correctly and doing your your pre-consultation and then your post-consultation and basically like when they do hair and they set everything out, you set out what they'll need for their line and they say, okay, I'll take that. They're, they should be selling basically a one-to-one ratio. Yeah. You do a $100 facial, you probably sell $100 in skincare. Mm-hmm. So retail is very important in that you also believe in the product you're selling. Yeah. Because if you're just like, oh, I'm doing this to make money, you you're not going to sell it. You should be using it as well. Because <laughs> yeah. whoever is out there who wants to buy the product, you're going to be talking to them about it. And they're, then they're going to be like, well, does it work for you? Right. Because they're going to want to know that you use it. Because well, if and you, you can, don't use it, then why should they use it? Well, you can always sell what you love. Yeah. And every product I carry in the shop, I actually have used personally before I bought it. Yeah. So I guess other than the makeup line, because I met the company at a show and I loved them. Mm-hmm. And they did give me a little sample. So while I was there for the week, I did use it the whole time. And then I bought it at the end of the week. Right. So, but the skincare, like I said, I've been using that for over 15 years and I love it and I've tried other things and I've tried to bring in other I just love this line my skin loves this line and majority of my clients love this line yeah you do you sell quite a bit of retail I do and it's because our job anybody in this field in my field in Heidi's field as a a hair person as a masseuse our job is to educate yeah that is what you are not just a stylist. You are an educator. Though you're not educating at a school level, you are educating your client. They are coming to you because you're the professional. Well, not only that, if, if your client is educated, then then a lot of times when they come back, their hair is in better shape. Yep. Their nails are in better shape. They're, they've well, taken and they better trust care you, of their and they'll skin. Listen to you. And yeah, like, you know, it, it makes it a lot easier when people listen to me when I say, you know, you need to use cuticle oil and they use it. Then those people who I tell that and tell them why, and then they're just like, eh. Right. Or you go get your hair done. You have like a $200 beautiful color and cut done, and you're like, I'm going to go use some pert yeah. on it. And then you wonder why it stripped your hair of color in two days, right. and it's dull, and it's fried. And then I did this, and I blow dried it every day, twice a day. Right. Did I was flat ironing it yeah. every day. And your stylist is like, huh. Yeah. But- had they educated you and said, these are great products. I love these products. This would be great for your hair. Mm-hmm. This will protect it from the heat. This is a great shampoo that will keep your color. Yeah. 
you, your job is to educate. So by doing all this research, you're in turn learning so that you can educate your clients well, and, and you become an authority. Yes. And then when you're, then when your clients ask you, Hey, what can I do? You have, you have the answer and they're going to trust you. Right. And you know, educating your client is, and it's not just on retail. It's not just like for me, I educate my clients with a lot of things. Right. Like, I educate them, you know, when they come in and they're just like, well, I want shellac. And I'm like, well, do you want shellac or do you want gel polish? Right. Because shellac is a brand. Right. And gel polish is a product. Right. So, you know, and that product comes in many different brands. Right. So, and then I can tell them, well, I prefer this line and this is why I prefer this line. Right. And this is why I think it works best. Right. And then your client is like, wow, she really knows what she's talking about. And I don't even sell those things to them. Right. But I educate them on that because they need to know that I know what I'm talking about, that I am educated, and that I am thinking about what is best for them. Right. And I I love samples. I know some people don't love samples, but I love being able to send a client – I'm like, here, here's some samples. Try this for a week. I said, in two or three days, you'll call me and tell me that you love it. Yeah. Which they do. Yeah. They always do. They're like, I do love it. I'm like, yeah, but this will get you through a week. What can we get you? And I do, you know, after years and years, I finally decided to do an online store where they can, because I'm, we don't have a receptionist. Right. And, you know, it's not Heidi's job. It's to, to be my receptionist. It's not. I mean, I would really like it, but she's busy too. So I know. So but I do people an online. Think I am anyway. Right. So. <laughs> but I do. Well, you an- sit behind a table. Right. Yeah. Aren't you the receptionist? No. <laughs> do you see the nail stuff on my table? Right. But they just want to talk to someone. Uh, yeah. But I, I started doing an online store, which has made my retail go up even higher because people can sit at home and go, "Oh, I'm out of this, 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 and this," or text me and be like, "Hey, Jess, what did you say I needed?" I can tell them. We get it all in their little cart. They pay for it with their, you know, online. I just get it ready for them and they can pop in the next day and just pick it up. Yeah. There's none of this and it's having awesome to come for in me. and shop. Yeah. It's yeah. awesome for me because then I don't have to stop what I'm doing so I can check them out if she's busy or not here. Well, and the other thing is because Heidi and I don't share a business, yeah. she is not fully educated on my line. No. Because she doesn't, you know, take a percentage of it or anything. So I don't ask her to know anything about it. She knows the products she uses, mm-hmm. and she does use a few of them, so she knows those. Yep. But because she is not my employee, I don't, you know, I can't say you have to know everything and sell right. this and make me money and, you know. Well, and at this point, you know, most of the time I don't have to answer those questions. Right. And when I do, I'm like, well, you know, here's Jess's card, and you're going to have to call her. And right. Because I, you know, there's not a whole lot of room left in my brain right now. Right. <laughs> So Well, but I found the online stores work great. So you'll find other ways too to sell retail. Yeah. And really during, you know, in this busy world that we live in and a lot of people who do online shopping, mm-hmm. why would you not take advantage of that? Because a lot of times people go, you know what, I'm in a hurry. They come in and get a 10 minute wax and they go and they go, I'll just look later. So they can go home, put the kids to bed, sit down, do their shopping. And then the next day on their lunch, pop in and pick up their stuff. But you also need to cater to those people who refuse to use the online stores. Correct. So you should, you know, if you're going to do retail, 
You should have some in store. Well, you should always have some in store because I don't do shipping. I do pickup only. Right. So it's always in store. And if you don't have a display and you keep it hidden, people don't know you sell it. Yeah. Yeah. And that and that's true because it's not like um, like hairdressers, a lot of times they don't have um, all of their product line um, on a shelf to sell. Right. Because their client is sitting with them, and when they're like, oh, hey, what did you use on my hair? Right. They say, this is what I used on your hair. So then you, they can order it for them specially. Right. And the hard part with that, for people who do hair and with waxing, like for Heidi, it's a little easier because she sees people every two weeks. It is. It is much easier. But I also go through a, a higher amount, and people who do hair probably go through a higher amount to a product. Right. Yeah that you generally like to keep a couple of everything you're selling on hand, especially if you have to do a bulk order from somewhere. I get a lot of my things out of California or out of Miami. I have to do a bulk order. It would make no sense to order in one at a time. Mm -hmm. But also a lot of times people will go, okay, what'd you say? Okay, I'll just buy that today. Mm -hmm. And if I'm like, oh, I don't have it, I'll order it in. I have found that I do ask people though, I'll say, why don't you pay for it now so that you can come in and just pick it up when it gets here? Because a lot of times they will come in the next month and go, you know, I just don't, no, I'll just wait. And so I've now ordered in a product that they're not purchasing. Right. But if I'm like, hey, your product's ready and it sits here, then at least when they come in the next time, usually they're pleasantly surprised and they forgot about it. And they're right. like, oh my gosh, I was out of that. I was going to grab some. I totally forgot. I already paid for it. Exactly. And, you know, so there's some different options, but you have to look at the changing world we're living in too. People can buy stuff from everybody, so why not buy from the person they trust to do all of their beauty products yeah. or beauty services? Why would you not sell them retail from you? Exactly. Um, as a nail tech, there's, you know, a few things that, you know, I tried to sell more retail when I first started. Right. I found that selling retail is not as profitable for me. Right. Um, there are things people will buy. Right. But because I see people often enough, like the, I do keep a couple of things. Right. Like I keep um, cuticle oil. Right. And I keep uh, like nail strengtheners, like a, a polished strengthener. Right. And I will keep um, like a heel cream. Right. Or a callus remover. And I always have like a f like files they can buy, things like that. Right. So those are things, those are little tiny things. But I'm not selling those a ton. Right. So I have very little income from retail. And because it's a special thing, like when, when someone's getting a pedicure, I can be like, well, you know, this cream for your feet is amazing and it'll really help. And then they might buy that. Right. But for the most part, if I don't have it, I can say, hey, you know, this would be awesome and I can get you some. Right. And they're like, yeah, sure, totally. But, but you'll I, see them in two weeks. But I will, in two weeks. But or... Or, you know, I just call them and say, hey, come and get this. Well, plus and sometimes the, they will do that. But yeah. it is easier when they're coming in every two weeks if they like a lotion. I'll just tell them, well, I'll get it for you and it'll be here when you come well, in. Well, but the time. other thing is you don't want to sell nail polishes because you want people to come to you. Yeah, exactly. You don't want them doing their own nails. No. Mm -mm. You would like them to take care of their heels, but you don't want them doing their own toes. Yeah. Like you don't want to offer as much retail in that sense because – you want to make sure that they are coming to you. Well, and I have sold like old nail polish that I um, am getting rid of. Like like last season's yeah, colors. Yeah, or and whatever. Um, and I have sold those for like super cheap. 
Right. And but people, most people buy them for take their kids. That for their and, kids. Yeah. yeah. Like they're not polishing their nails at home. So, right. you know, but I'm not selling a gel, gel polish kit. Like that right. would be silly. Right. And teaching people how to, you know, file their own nails yeah. and stuff no, because no. 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 So, so retail for in the most part though is very beneficial. It can be, yeah. It is very beneficial. But you need to understand, like, you do have to pay taxes on your retail. Absolutely, sales tax. There's paperwork that you have to fill out so that you don't pay taxes when you buy it so that you can pay taxes when you sell it. Right. So, And you do have to apply for a sales tax license mm-hmm. in your county. You do. Yes. So, and I actually, I think, is it for the state? I, no, just, I think it's for the state. Yeah, I think it is for the state because it's state um, sales. A, yeah, it's a state. So make sure you do that, and there's usually a fee that comes with that. But if you are selling retail without collecting sales tax, you could be fined very heavily. Yes. Actually, you will be fined yes. very heavily. Well, so, and, and you don't have to, like you can say, like if you don't want to have to worry about sales tax exactly, you can actually add it into the price on your line right. and either round up or round down. Right. And then you just pay that though. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You still have to you pay it every three pay. months. You have to... Because mine's quarterly, so I pay every three months. I have to go on and just pay, you know, this amount to the sales tax, and I just know that, and it's done and put away. So that's another thing you do have to remember. You're not just paying your taxes. You're paying sales tax, but once you can get on a good schedule and— Well, and sales tax, depending on where you live in Wyoming, it's 5%. Yes. So you pay 5%. Yeah. You know, and it just depends on where you live and, and what you But you still collect are. it. And if you you're using an online it. system, yeah. it's mm-hmm. very easy. It collects it. it yeah. You run a report. You're like, okay, I owe $300 in sales tax. You pay it. You're done. Yeah. So there is paperwork that goes with filing that, though. So And they do send it to you. Um, they did. They used to. They used to. They don't anymore. Really? No, you do have to do it online. Hmm. Meh. So... Because I believe, I think they believe that pretty much every business, if you have a business, you have a computer. I guess that's probably yeah. true. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess that covers that part. But now let's talk pricing. Yeah. Well, and we talked a little bit about pricing your product. Right. Like you're just going to, you know, if it's a, you know, $7 product, you're going to charge someone $14. Right. Unless there's an MSRP with right. that. And then with that, you'll charge the MSRP. Right. And steps. each retail place will also, or, Wholesaler will also have rules on what you can do for sales. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like you can't sell it for less than their MSRP, but you can sell it for MSRP and do a sale because that sale comes out of your pocket and not theirs. Right. So, but you can't just, if they say it's a $20 product, you can't be like, well, I sell it for 10 Yeah. I mean, that'd be silly. You wouldn't make any money, but. You'd lose money. But, but you still can't do that. Right. And they each have rules. They usually have a contract as a wholesaler. Mm. And that's if you buy from a, a, a line. Like when, for the retail that I have bought, it's uh, my, it's like piece work. So I just get it, you know, like I can order it online. Right. I order like one or two of right. each of each nail strengthener or right. one lotion or, right. and I can like go to Cosmoprof and, and pick that up or right. whatever. So I um, don't usually have that kind of issue. I just mark it up. Right. So, but then let's talk pricing for your services. Yeah. And that, that's uh that's kind of a tough one. It is. And the biggest, the first thing you're going to absolutely have to do before you even go rent a space or anything, you have to do research on everything. You have to do a business plan. You're going to have mm-hmm. to know what spaces run for in your 
location? Do you have to pay utilities? All of that, because you're going to need to know exactly what you're going to need to cover exactly in your building, like and how much your product is and how much product you're going to be using for each service. And a lot of um, product lines will have a per service breakdown for they you. Do. A lot of them, but do. that's only product. That's not counting like I use gloves and sticks, and uh-huh. but it does count all my pre care af- and post care of a wax. Right. So I know those prices generally. Mm-hmm. And, but then you have to look at your, like I said, the building, the utilities, all of that. And then you need to go around town or look online at websites and find out what other people are charging for services that are comparable to yours. Yeah. Because if everybody's charging $50 for a wax and you charge 100 you're not, you're getting, not getting anybody. Or you'll get a very limited amount of people who are probably friends and family who are just going to support you. But you need to understand, you know, like if they can get it for 50 bucks, they'll get it for 50 bucks. For the same quality. For the same, yeah, for the same service. Yes. Exact service. Right. If you if you offer something like amazing more that's right. worth the extra $50, then, yeah, then yes, great. Right. But, you know, it is always better to, I think, um, start a little bit too low and raise your prices right. than it is to start too high. But I, but the other thing on the other side of that coin is don't start too low. Right. Because maybe start $5 less than everybody else. Yeah. But don't start 50% less than everybody else. No, 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 no. Because I do know people who get into waxing who are like, oh, I'll do a Brazilian for 20 bucks. And I'm like, so you're getting $20 clients. Because once you raise it, and most people in this industry with a lot across the board raise because rent goes up every year or product goes up every year. So they do a price raise at the beginning of every year. I don't choose to do it that way because my products usually go up about every five years. So I do a price raise about every five years. Mm-hmm. And we're lucky that our rent doesn't. It hasn't, yeah. And actually nowhere that I've rented ever has went up every year. It's went up like in three years. Yeah. But not, and usually you know that's coming, mm-hmm. but not every year. Right. So you don't have to adjust everything for right. a huge, crazy skyrocket. Exactly. But you do have to know what those costs are. And what other people are charging. And then you say, okay, well, if everyone's charging 50 bucks for a wax and then my product is, you know, however much, okay, I can do that. But then my rent is $4,000 a month and I'm only splitting it with Heidi. So I have to make sure that I spend $2,000 out of the 20 days a month. How you I'm spending make- $100 a day yeah. just on rent. Yeah. So how much of that $100 a day has to be broken into the amount of waxes I have to do. Because if I only do two waxes a day, that's my rent. That doesn't even cover product. I've now, $50 has covered my rent. Yeah. That doesn't, I don't have any money left. I'm making no money. Right. So you need to maybe find a little bit less expensive place. Or you look, and if everything's $3,000, is everyone charging $100 for a wax then? Is that your price range? You're, you know, you're, I went to different classes with girls who lived like, one of the girls, I believe, was in San Francisco, and their rent was weekly where she was at, and it was yeah. hundreds weekly. Ugh. But a wax was $100 or 125 They were on the high end for a wax, but that's normal when you're paying $500 a week Dang. to be in your spot. But they're also paying that. Their cost of living's higher. Their pay's higher. Right, but so, still, for heaven's sakes. Right, but you have to look at all of that. You do. When you set your pricing. The other thing is you have to look at how long it takes you. If you're doing a two-hour facial, do you charge $25 
No, because you're making twelve fifty an hour, mm-hmm. taking off everything out of that. You've now lost money. Yeah. So you need to charge what you're worth. Right. And you need to charge for your time. Right. And so to find kind of understand what you're worth, right. you need to look at the type of education you've had. Yep. And have you gone to classes outside? And then you can take into account how much did those classes cost? Right. How much did I learn from those classes? Was that beneficial? And then you can also um, add in your experience. Right. So I can charge more than, say, someone who's only worked for a year. Right. Because I've worked for 15 years. Right. When you look at my work, you can tell that I've been doing it a long time. Right. You you know, I'm not timid about it. I'm not, you know. So... You also, you know, incorporate your experience right? in. So, like, and you can't go crazy. You can't be like, oh, well, I think I'm worth. Oh, because I've know? talked to girls who've just got out of school, and they're like, I'm so amazing that I'm going to get out of school, and I'll be charging, I'll be doing $250 color and cuts. You know, my nails will be this much, and I'm going to be offering waxing that's this much. And I just have to laugh because I think – I know some of the most experienced, amazing people in this town who do all of those things and not one of them charges even close to that. Yeah. So no one is coming to a brand new waxer right out of school and paying $100 for someone who's waxed six people in school. No. Mm -mm. And when they can come, I've been doing it for 15 years. I wax tons of people a day and I only charge 50. Mm -hmm. So, and I've raised my prices not very much over the last few years. And it's not because prices haven't gone up. It's because I've gotten faster so that it it balances out more. Mm -hmm. Um, So you have to look at that too. Like, have you gotten faster? So you don't maybe don't need a $10 price raise because now you can get two people in where it used to only be one. So really your prices can stay, you know, more affordable. And if you choose to get super greedy in a way and go oh my god I'm so good I could charge a hundred dollars are you going to lose half your clients and you need to there's there's a lot of things that go into raising your prices or even figuring out a price right you know like when you first start you need to be comparable to the people the other people in town that are doing it you cannot think well you know but I'm so amazing it doesn't matter how amazing you think you are if you are charging so much more money then, or once again, so much less. Yeah, than you know somebody else in the industry because you're gonna, you know, you're not gonna make money. Well, and people aren't gonna come try you out yeah, for, without for any, like a hundred bucks, without any word of mouth, without any real experience. They're not gonna just try you out for five hundred dollars. Yeah, no, not gonna happen. Well, and you have to think about it yourself. Would you? Right. Yeah. I, Would you pay for that? And that was the hard thing for me is the industry standard. Even a few years ago, was for a Brazilian wax was between like 65, 65 and 125. But you go to Vegas and stuff, they're like oh, 150. That's a, huge, yeah. mm-hmm. that's a huge range. But I started charging 40 because that was pretty average and not a lot of people were doing it when I started. And I only went up, I went up to 45 when we moved in together like nine years ago. Mm-hmm. And I just raised my prices to 50 in January. And it's only because product and everything had gone up so much and we had moved into this a little bit more expensive building that I absolutely had to go up. But I wouldn't raise it to $100 because I wouldn't pay $100. 
And that's just it. Right. You know, like I'm not going to. Well, I'll say this. I wouldn't pay $100 in this area. No. If it is what it was in a bigger area and that's what the price was, yeah. I would pay it. But that, but the thing is, is, you know, like if I wouldn't pay it, if I wouldn't pay for my own work. Right. At that amount, then I can't expect other people to pay for that. Right. So, you know, you do, but you should, I, you also need to understand that your time and your education and your experience right. is worth something. Right. But the other, on like the, I said, the other spectrum is please don't come in and go, um, excuse me, I'm going to only charge $20 for a wax. So what you're getting now are people who can sometimes afford $20. Yeah. Because people still find that this is a high-end service, nails. They still want to pay a certain amount that if they're going to be consistent and it's important to them. Because it is a very, it's necessary, but it's the first thing to be cut out. It's very much a luxury. It is. Pretty much anything in the beauty industry. Wait. It can be the first thing cut out. I do have to say most people cut out nails before they cut out anything else. Right. Because you can see your hair and people can, you know, so they want like that done. You can done. polish your nails at home if you right. really have to. Right. And so, but if you put yourself on the low end of the spectrum, you're generally going to get people who are like, oh, I've always wanted to try it, but I couldn't afford it. Right. So now they're coming in but to get. they're not consistent. Right. Their nails or their waxing for 20 bucks every six months because that's when they have 20 bucks extra. Right. So you don't want to be at that point. But you also need to think like they pay 20 bucks. What did that full set look like? Right. But you don't want to offer that because no. you're losing money. Plus you're not, you're losing money to stay in business for people who actually don't consider your business essential. Well, and so you also need to understand like they have the, the big stores where they were, you know, like they have the chains or the Vietnamese places or, or like Walmart yeah, or wherever. And those places may say, well, you can get a full set for $25. But when you walk out of there, you didn't get a full set for $25. No. You paid 50 or 60 bucks for that right. full set. Because, because they did add-ons and they don't tell you up front that, that you're paying for every tiny, like, oh, you want a new file? Well, you have to pay for that. Oh, you wanted, you know, clean right. implements? You had to pay for that. You know, like dumb things like that. So I have found that being very upfront about right. what I'm charging is extremely important. Right. There aren't going to be, like, when they sit down and they're like, how much is this going to be? And I say, well, it's a brand new full set, so that's going to be 70 Right. And, you know, and they're looking at me and I say, but this is the only time you'll pay 70 unless I have to do another full set on you. Right. So you have to understand that I'm giving them the price. If I say that my full set is 70 it's $70. Right. Now... Before I do anything else, if they're like, well, what about nail art? I will tell them, well, if that's what you want, then it's going to cost this much. I don't just do it and then charge them. Right. And that's with waxing. I get people all the time who will get their wax and then three weeks later, they're like, so how much hair is growing back? So how much is it for a touch-up? I'm like, they're not called touch-ups. They're just called waxes. Yeah. Because every three to four weeks, you come in and get another wax. Yes. Same price. I actually do charge $10 more your first time. Because I book half an hour for you as a brand new client to fill out paperwork so and I can consultation. explain. Yeah, and aftercare and I can spend a little more time with you. And then I can know kind of what I'm getting into if you're going to be a 30-minute or a 15-minute mm -hmm. client. Mm -hmm. After that, it's $10 less. Everyone knows that straight up front. They are made very aware of it. They're okay with it. But after that, that's what it is. Yeah. And I don't – and some waxers will actually be – 
Like, well, this client has been coming to me for 10 years, so their prices go down and new people, just because there's less hair. I kind of figure you're covering the same space. This is what my price is. And that's just- You're not using any less wax. No, I don't feel you are. And um, so I keep mine all pretty basic. Well, and I have like, I do have some clients that, um, I have some older clients who are on a very fixed income that I have had for the entire time I've been working. Like I've had these clients for 15 years. So there there are a few people, and this is the great thing about booth renting or owning your own place. Um, There, you know, those people, I just continue to charge the same amount. I raise my prices for everyone else. But, you know, my client who's 92 and lives on Social Security, I'm like, no, you can just pay me this because right. I know she can't really afford it. And she's 92. Well, And, and I'm really the, losing that much money. She only comes once a month. Right. And honestly, she takes care of everybody in her family. Oh, yeah. She's you know? ridiculous. So it's probably not a bad thing to no. just let her have something. And really, what is it taken off of you? Yeah, nothing really. But you don't have to do that for everyone, and you don't have to do it at all. And I don't advertise that it's that it's something that I do. Right. And, you know, I think that's the great part about booth running is yeah. you can make those choices. But you really do need to set a price that you can live on and that your bills are covered. Yep. So, you know, when you're, when you're breaking down your prices, you need to take into account how much your product was. Yep. Um, how much are the implements that you use? Right. Um, for me, I have a lot of reusable in- implements. Right. I do have some that aren't, but you know, you have to take into account like your your sanitation supplies. Correct. So you take everything and you break everything down to what you think it would cost. For me, it's per nail, right? Or pull or set for a full set. So I, I'm taking, you know, I buy my liquid in 32 ounces and you have to break that down. Right. And to figure out the cost, a lot of companies do do that for you. Right. Which is amazing because right. I am not I'm like a genius at math. Right. Um, but then you need to take in, you know, also your rent um, and your utilities and, you know, your basics. And another thing that we'll talk about in another episode Savings. Yes, savings. You have to have savings and taxes. Yeah. All of those things come out of that one appointment. Exactly. And then you need to take into account your experience and your education. Yep. And you take all of them. I know it sounds like super, super complicated. Right. The easiest way that I have found to do this is um, the, the product that I use, they do have it broken down right. for me. But I have called or looked at um, how much most of the salons in charge in town ta- in charge for the exact same thing that I do. Right. And then I try to price myself comparably to that. Right. And then, you know, and there I am higher than some people because right. I have been doing it longer and I'm more educated. Right. But, you know. And you do a, use a higher end product. I do use a higher end product. Um, so, you know, it doesn't have to be super complicated. No. But you, you know, you need to look at it as you, you know, it's, it's your wage. Right. And so you don't want your wage to be like, okay, my wax was $50, this and this and this came out of it. So really in, you know, it takes me 30 minutes to do a wax and, or some people, you know, you're brand new, it could take up to an hour. 
when you're charging 50 bucks, say 50 bucks in an hour, but it costs you 45 by the time you're all done in product and everything, you've made $5 an hour. Is this worth it for you? Exactly. You need to really take into that that into account because you didn't get in the industry to work a minimum wage Less job. Less than minimum wage job. Yeah. And is that when you look and go, you know what? I need to put more money into myself and to my education yeah. so that I can. So that I feel comfortable right, enough. And I can feel very confident to do a 15-minute wax to where now I'm bringing in $200 in that hour and it costs me 50 bucks. Well, and then your clients, you're, when, you're, when you say to your clients, you know, I have to raise my prices, yep. whatever, then you've got your clients who are like, you know what? I know that you went to so many shows this right. year and I totally understand that you need to raise your prices. Yep. And you know, like I get a raise every year at my job. So why shouldn't you? Right. Things like that. You, you know, your clients will understand. Well, and the other thing with price raising though, too, is giving them good warning. Yeah. You need to give them the time. You don't just come in and say, Hey, it's more expensive today. Yeah. You don't wake up and take Christmas break off or take a week off at Christmas or whatever you end up doing and going, you know what? I think I'm going to raise my prices January 1st. Yeah. That's no, you not tell okay. them December 1st. I usually tell them November 1st because that way I see them twice before their next appointment. And well, I'm like, me, uh, right. Cause you see them it twice. It depends. Yeah. But you generally see them twice. I do see them twice. So, so it's something I can remind them about. Oh, and I will print out a letter. Right. And I usually put letters up in the places they see in the bathroom, in the waiting area. And I in actually there. have handed, I will print them out. And, right. But I don't have like 500 clients. Right. 